Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, hello, my queen. <laughs> How's it hanging? Sorry. <laughs> we talked about that. I that balls are hanging. I didn't know that until somebody told me that. They were like, you really shouldn't say that at work. You were going <sighs> to the workplace? Do you have different <laughs> no. head? You have new headphones? No, I can't find. So I switched these out, but these are. <laughs> Can you see a little black stuff on my ear? Yeah. Child, they're ripping. So I they need to find the other ones. They though, huh? They don't They're far make your ears ache. That's for little people heads. Yeah. <laughs> they hurt my heads. And and if they hurt your head, oh, imagine no, what yeah. it feels like on my head. It's tricky. It ain't right. Well, um, hey, updates. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I have, um... I don't know if I have the language for this one. I just have not actually been talking to people. <laughs> I'm realizing in doing this uh, podcasting, coming back to it, I'm like, damn, you really have not actually had full conversations with people aside from your daughter. Um, and so I, I, I'm having trouble articulating and sitting with what I'm feeling and what I want to say. But I've had a lot of time um, during this break. And I think the last time that I was on uh, my last update of 2023, I was saying I want to quit my job. I want to quit Sable and get a job so that I can... um, learn how to do to be more productive to utilize and learn all of these tools of professionalism and deadlines and maybe that'll help um 
that maybe that'll help me. Maybe that'll help me be a better person, um, a more efficient person, a more disciplined person. And so I've been sitting with this and I've been wrestling with those notions of myself being the antithesis of all of those things for a while now. And I've returned to my morning pages and they have been like pulling teeth because you just have three blank pages and you just have to write everything that comes up. And it's, it's sounds like easy, but it's actually hard to do to show up to every single day. And I had a day, the, the, the intention of them is for you to get out everything and to most importantly get out that evil voice inside of you that says terrible things about you and so one day I just had three pages of me just saying the worst possible Mm. things about myself the things that I carry the things that I hold the narrative the story that I have for myself and then the next day I had a little bit more of a um breakthrough and I know it feels like it's really um basic and simple and the deep impression that this made on me and writing it is I know is not going to translate in sharing this with you or perhaps not even the the listeners but I think this is something that I'll probably be unpacking for a minute but I I've been sitting with, again, me trying to put a circle in a square in a particular way, me trying to, I think at the, at the heart of my dissatisfaction with the work that I've been doing, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, you're an entrepreneur, you have freedom, you're not a, a slave to anything, but it does that doesn't automatically equate to fulfillment. It doesn't mm. equate to purpose. It doesn't equate to all of these grass is greener ideations that I think, um, you know, people think when it comes to being like a, a entrepreneur or doing shit that's creative. And I have been feeling, again, very, very restless, unfulfilled, aimless. And I keep telling myself, and I think we're fed in society in a lot of ways, this idea that if you're productive, if you show up this certain way, if you're crossing your T's, you're dotting your I's, if you're... um able to manage your time or do any of these things, then, you know, and you show up consistently and relentlessly, you are guaranteed a certain outcome or you're, you're guaranteed success in a particular way. And again, because I can't do all of those things, it's not natural to me. It's not easy to me. Um, I was like, if I just get this shit right, then this fulfillment that I'm looking for is going to manifest this clarity that I need is going to manifest and in writing those morning pages I just had to just write the simple phrase that nothing's wrong with me 
and really sit with that. There's there's nothing wrong with me that I that these things are difficult. They're that that is not the um that is not going to relieve me of this deeper itch that I have. And we've talked about it before and we've kind of avoided this uh topic. But I was listening to some podcasts, um, one with Seth Godin which I, I normally don't listen to business white man talk sh- shit, but this particular episode really resonated. And he was talking about how you have to have your purpose. You have to have your why you have to have your deep meaning. Your work has to be meaningful and you just working for work's sake. You just working, even if it's, you know, at the highest price, productivity level or the lowest if there isn't a deep why behind it if there isn't a deep um commitment to why you're doing the thing the it it just doesn't matter and I've been sitting with how I've been avoiding my why or my purpose with the Sable Collective, with Around the Way Curls. And I feel like this um, this difficulty that I'm having of producing or being productive in a, in a particular way is, um, is a natural byproduct of this kind of, uns- this kind of, um purposelessness or or not it's not purposelessness but i have i have to really sit down and do the heart work of being like shanti what and why are you doing the things that you're doing so that you can then be more one pointed and clear and less ambivalent about your shit and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with you that you're having these difficulties in this you know in this moment and this is that is the most important shit that you do and i have to like commit myself to that and do the really hard work of drawing it out and bringing language to it because it's all there it's all um tangible it's all like I can feel it like in my chest wanting to come out but I have to I have to stop doing and I have to stop being mad at myself that I'm not doing this thing in a particular way rather than really being um clear as to why I'm doing these things and what what the fuck and I have been avoiding it for a long time and it's also like a inquiry and a kind of soul work that can't be answered in a day. You know what I mean? It's not like a working session. It's like mm-hmm. uh it's gonna it, it may take hope maybe it does. Maybe tomorrow I'll be like, oh yeah, I figured it out. But probably not. And that is um that's it. That's that's just what I Are I'm you inspired left. by any of those things? Is it also lack of inspiration? 
it's like yeah of course you can be if you're always doing something where is the Mm -hmm. space to be inspired you know what i mean if you're always like when was the last time you were inspired um i mean it comes in glimpses of feeling inspired but i don't know i'd have to sit and of course there's a moment but i don't have anything in the back of my head that um Maybe it's something for you to observe and take note of. Like, what am I doing right now? Or what am I not doing right now? What's going on around me where I feel inspired? It's the same way where we're like, when do you feel the most in love with yourself? When do you feel the most free? Like all the things that we want to, that we want to maintain or like amplify in our lives. We need to take note of when we feel those things and when we don't. Exactly. And that's, slow and requires awareness as well Mm -hmm. which you aren't often afforded when you're just moving forward for the sake of i'm moving forward i gotta keep going forward we gotta i gotta keep doing this thing but it's just like okay to what end to what what is it how is it regenerative how is it nourishing um and if it's draining why why keep doing it? Is it working? Is your the way that you work working for you? Uh, so, yeah, this gonna be this 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 where I am. I can't avoid it anymore, or try to um. Yeah, I can't avoid it anymore. So, that's all. And even that, I don't know if it was the best. Um, no, that was explanation great. I, of what I have going on, child. Yeah, you don't have to judge it. You don't have to. Can't help but to do it. I, I think it was great. I think it was helpful. I think too. Um, if you want to talk about, I don't avoid. <laughs> I want to be clear. I don't. I don't ever want to avoid the why, or the motivation behind why I'm doing around the way curls. It's like the, the, the whole, who are you kind of thing? And like, what is your legacy? And like, how do you want to show up in the world? What do you want to, that's what stresses me out. Where I'm like, Oh, chill, chill, chill. I think I'm clear about why I'm doing around the way curls. And if I've avoided that before, then I just want you to know that when you're ready, I'm very much open to that conversation. Right. It's interesting that you say all that because um, I've been saying goodbye to things to make more room for what I want. I've been asking myself, why? What do you want, girl? You keep saying you want ease. You want rest. Um, I was in conversation with someone who's um, curated, not curated, but created a very wonderful seemingly wonderful life for themselves and they said you know they had to ask themselves what are you working so hard for are you working so hard for more money or more time and I was like oh that's it I'm working hard for more time at this point um even though I'd like more money right I I ain't gonna say that I don't know (laughs) but I can't go into a lot of detail right now, but there are things that I'm saying goodbye to. It's like, this is nice. I enjoyed it, but I, I can no longer, um, 
I can no longer extend myself in this way, whether it's a relationship uh, of mine where it just requires too much emotional work or it requires me to look at myself different until it just taking up too much space and it's not actually what I want. Um, that's friendship, that's intimate relationships, all the things. And then also like with work, um, what do I want at work? I've had a really honest conversation at my nine to five, honest conversations on podcast stuff where it's like, yeah, one more time. You know, I, I had a conversation with, uh, a, superior at work and they asked me what what is it that you want here you know I've been getting a lot of accolades at work um I'm gonna be in the medical advertising hall of fame which is hilarious to me and it's hilarious to me put your jersey up dog whatever it's like (laughs) this whole thing where like it's this very Yes, but it's this very great honor. And I, and they're like, oh, we see such amazing things in your future. And I had this call today and and I just said, I don't see that for me here. I don't want that life. I see what that life is for her. And if, if it requires me to be to to not be able to be myself or have more time and more space, I don't want your check and I don't need that accolade. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. It was much more professional. You know, I know how to work it, but, and it felt really good to be honest about that. Like I'm, I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> I'm good right here for right now. I I don't want to train to be this, this, and this. And mm-mm. let me just be here for a second, at least right now, the obligations I have, the commitments I have, they require me to stay here. So it's a really great place to be, I think for once, um, and to not try to overextend myself and people please and, Mm -hmm. and perform Mm -hmm. success. Um, also I will say this is a very different note, but I was spent the day crying. I was crying so much today. I don't think I was sad. I wasn't sad. So my, one of our best friends, Amanda, she had told me we're on there is a group chat without you. So sorry, but it was to plan your birthday. And mm-hmm. it was, it it's, really it was. wasn't that the group chat was, was way before that. You're lying. <laughs> don't do and this. You don't need it's to lie. It's just me, you Amanda, just and Jazz. Need... And it's, it's okay. It's true. It's, it's not. not... <laughs> I know that group the chat existed way before that. The fact that you don't believe that is really upsetting. It's true. It's okay. I'm not, and no, but I it's, don't but it's take not offense tr- to that. It's okay. But it's not true though. Like <laughs> what right. you're saying isn't true. And I'm okay. laughing because I knew you were going to do that. And the only reason why I say that is because that's why you didn't see this. And so it'll be such a surprise for you. But Amanda, I was mad because I wasn't in on it at first. Amanda apparently sent Jasmine some voice notes that she took of her son, my godson, Sean. And they were like, and and Jasmine was like, she responded in that group chat. And I didn't know what she was talking about. And she's like, I think he's a preacher. And she was like, you know what, Antoinette, I should have been his God mom. You're not equipped for this kind of thing. And I was like, excuse me, this was at the shoot. And I was like, I don't have, I don't even know what y'all talk about, but I don't have time for it. Leave me alone. And I like muted the chat and I went back to it and I'm reading it. Like what voice notes? I didn't get any. And Amanda was like, oh, I didn't send them to you because she was asking Jasmine for help to to nurture 
this thing in him. And I want to play, I want to play it. I posted it today on social media. It's his 14th birthday. It's a 14 year old child speaking. And I'm going to play another part of it too. Monty, it's going to be a little disjointed here, but I will send you better audio. God has changed my life in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like every single time I pray is never for asking for anything. If I ever got the chance to talk to God, it wouldn't be talking. Or matter of fact, it would be talking, but it'll be me thinking, thankful. I'll be so thankful. Okay, for There's me. so many things that I'm just grateful for. Okay, the air that I'm breathing right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, Being able to talk to you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like the best thing in the world that he has ever given me is you and dad. I know I'm special. I know I'm different. But I say this every single time. It's because of you guys. You, y'all. So that's one thing. But then wait for this. Just wait for this beautiful being. Because of how many meanings they have given me. All aunties and aunties, you, major and dad. Such big blessings. And it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have it without him. So anytime I pray, it's never for really asking for anything but protection for you guys and me. Anytime when I, when we're talking about Bibles, you know, I, I, I state the fact that I do read my Bible and Christ is real and, and God is real. Because the thing is, even though, even though I'm the only person that really is Christian in that class and I follow Christ and I, you know, read my Bible Nobody else in that class does. Mm-hmm. I'm really the only one that does. So it's kind of a thing that I'm scared to do. Like, I'm scared to just, not scared, but I'm, no, I am scared. I'm scared of being embarrassed. Or I'm scared of being weird, mm-hmm. being called weird because I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Or I believe in that type of stuff. Okay. And that's one of the things I'm scared of. I just don't want it to come to a point where, I messed up for not telling people mm. that this was a thing that, like, God is real for a reason. And just because you don't know, it goes on and on. And he goes on to talk to his mom and say that he's, he's, he's scared to tell his friends how he feels mm. this overwhelming love for God because he doesn't know how they're going to accept it and if they will, but he feels called to tell them this and to he was like and it doesn't even have to be jesus just whatever god like y'all gotta see god around you and Mm -hmm. i'm like this is a little boy right who doesn't go to church (laughs) whose parents i mean they're like amanda is like she don't not believe in god of course she believes in god and she's christian but she's not a a Bible thumper. You know, mm-hmm. like Jasmine and Kayla are probably the most devoted to mm-hmm. Christ mm-hmm. out of everybody. So this young man, I'm talking to him about this. And he said he felt just called to read the Bible. And I asked him, I said, well, what made you feel called? And he said, look around me. I'm so blessed. Mm. Who do I get to thank for this? That's what he said. It's a 14 <laughs> But Sean, Sean always been like that though. But wait, the way that this little boy has been such a teacher of mine, like he made me go back and look through pictures of us. I'm trying to find pictures for his birthday. I'm trying to find 
videos. Like I want to like put something together for him and send it to him. And I'm scrolling through, I never go on Facebook. I'm scrolling through Facebook. And then I come to the video of us watching Jasmine win the album of the year and her grab Miss Pam and bring her up on stage Mm -hmm. and talk about how God has been so faithful to them. And it just, I think that while we can talk about all of this stuff that we're in our heads about Mm. and how we're not showing up and Mm. we're not this and Mm. we're not that, Mm. there is something to be said Mm. about us being grounded and rooted in some sort of spirituality that provides us with some comfort and Mm -hmm. some joy Mm -hmm. and some gratitude. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, this has, this is something that I've, I've felt missing Mm -hmm. and I swear I've been thinking about it so much. And for her to send me that message, it's Mm -hmm. just like, it's a God, it's a prayer answer. It's it's a prayer answer from this being, from this child, this juvenile. And that's such a dirty word half the time, but it's, Absolutely not. He yeah. is such a teacher. What a gift. And I'm just, did you tell, I just did sat. You, did you write him or speak oh, to I him? Oh, I told, I, oh my God. I was, girl, I wrote him the longest novel. <laughs> he just wrote me back. He's like, okay. <laughs> no, no. He wrote, he wrote me back and I FaceTimed him today. Um, And he wrote me back about, he just, just a beautiful bling at telling me to stay blessed <laughs> that I'm such a great shoulder to lean on and talk to. And he trusts me and he loves me with his heart. It's just like, we get caught up in the thing. Yeah, we really do. But when to hear a child talk, and, and, and part of mm-hmm. that is because he don't have a bill to pay. Mm-hmm. He ain't caught up in this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And this, these are the things that we lose. And I want to invite us back to that. Mm-hmm. I want to invite yeah. us back to that altar Back to mm-hmm. that grounding mm-hmm. of like, there's breath inside my body. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Do you hear how he said it? Mm-hmm. Thank you. I didn't grow up that grateful for my parents. They used to piss me off. <laughs> you know, like I didn't, at 14, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking like that, that. tuned in yeah. to all the blessings around me. Yeah. And it's a practice. It's a practice. Um, and you, this is not to deter you from doing this work. This is not to minimize how you feel or negate it. This is just to invite you to hold something else as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. And me too. Mm-hmm. If we are talking about that duality, this is it. Mm-hmm. This, I think, is the ultimate. anyway not the soapbox on a thursday Ugh, child i'm exhausted i'm tired anyway we ain't got no voicemails but i listened to mad voicemails over the break a lot of them are um i sent you a lot shanti there were there were at least four that was specifically for you Uh oh um no no they were good <laughs> a couple of them are hilarious um but I just want to thank the Around Away Curls community for their voicemails. There were so many to listen to, and they were all very refreshing, some of which we need to revisit. Their topics 
themselves. Mm. Um, definitely. There's a, there's a couple of people who shared such personal information. Um, they were very generous and I did text y'all. I hope y'all don't mind it. I text y'all from the Google voice number though. You ain't got my real number. Sorry. But, um, I hope that that's not jarring to, to read, but I just, it felt weird not to acknowledge it. Mm. You know, like I can't Mm -hmm. just not acknowledge this Mm. voicemail. Um, so we'll get back into them. Uh, but so many of them are very specific to old episodes that it just, it would feel a little bit disjointed bringing them up right now. Like old, Um, old, old episodes. Just like episodes from like November or, you know, early December, Mm. stuff like that. Couple of them are they are uh, evergreen that we can definitely bring up. So we will. Um, let's take a let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break, um, and then we're gonna come back with our main topic. After these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And we're back. Patreon got quite the key key there. All right, main topic. I was on the YouTube University revisiting our girl, Esther Perel. We was really on her top for a minute, weren't we? Dick Ryan. And I'm Esther back on this, it. Esther that. And Let's, I'm back we got on a, it. We got Esther um, greeting cards, Esther playing cards, <laughs> Esther journals. She the bomb. Listen, came across a video that said the paradox of security versus freedom. And I said, huh, duality is a thing. Let's click on this. And it was a very interesting video. It's a short video. Please look it up. It's about five minutes. Then it took me down a rabbit hole. So basically, this is the foundation of all that Esther talks about. And if you're new to the podcast, we should probably say who Esther Perel is. Esther Perel is a psychotherapist. She specializes in interpersonal relationships. She does have a podcast called uh, Where Should We Begin? She also has one about working 
relationships at work. I haven't listened to that though. Um, lots of couples therapy kind of stuff. She really, um, is poignant. She gets, she, she gets to the nitty gritty of the thing. And what's so great about her podcast, in my opinion, is that you actually get to hear a session that she does with a couple and she will pause the session at times to give her feedback on what she's observing now that she's listening back to it, to give feedback on herself of what she wished she would have said. And so you just really pick up a lot of tools in terms of how to listen, how to respond. Um, it's, it's invaluable to listen to other people um, because you, you hear them when they're not hearing each other. And also you can observe yourself and what's coming up for you when you hear, you know, I listened to one husband say something about he he doesn't want to have any male friends. He doesn't like men, but he only wants to have relationships with women who he would want to have sex with because <laughs> he feels closer and more intimate with them. Deadass. And I was like, the fuck? And Esther held she she really um handled that so well. It was so interesting to me. But anyway, back to this video. This is the foundation for a lot of what she talks about. And she said, there's two fundamental human needs, right? And it's, here we go, duality is a thing. This need in this one hand of, for security, stability, and safety. And then there's the need in the other hand for freedom, exploration, and discovery. And these things often interact with each other in a weird way. They feel like they're opposing, but they're, they're still the needs that we have. She says the tension between them, which I think is a perfect, uh, Oh, tension. That's, tension. that's a great word. So she also says that like today and especially in our romantic relationships, um, they tend like that we need to reconcile this like contradiction of these two things. Um, and we have this contradiction of like, we, we need to belong to a person or to a community or to a tribe, but we also need to be free to roam and meet new people and, and try new things. And she said that our upbringing really shapes what tendency is more dominant. And I immediately thought of us and I don't want to assume but I think I know which tendency is more dominant in my world <laughs> and what tendency is more dominant in your world. And what's very interesting is that, um, you know, she says that within relationships, um, usually the relationship doesn't have the same tendency. Okay. And she said this happens because your, your actual tendency what do you mean? The Could relationship be that you want secure. What? What do you mean by that? So basically in a relationship, there's not often two people that want security, stability, and safety oh, the in same, the same relationship. Okay. Okay. Entanglements. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that, that That's not usually the case because your innate, way of being could be that you want security stability and safety but when you get into a relationship or are in relationship with someone who wants that same thing someone tends to shift and so she said you have to figure out um you have to observe why you're taking on 
that role? Is it because that's really who you are or is it a symptom of the actual relationship you're in? Mm. Which I thought was very interesting as well. Um, because I, when it comes to you and I, I think that you take on a, I'm not going to assume I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to ask questions. I'm not going to make assumptions in 2024. So I'm going to just keep talking. So she said, due to our upbringing, some of us come out of childhood wanting and needing more connection, protection, and intimacy. Some of us come out of childhood wanting, uh, more space more freedom and individuality. This results in one person being more afraid of losing the other and the other person being more afraid of losing themselves. One person is afraid of abandonment, the other afraid of obliteration. One person experiencing the need for separateness and and space as a rejection and and exclusion while the other person is experiencing the need for connection, or excuse me, the other person experiences this need for connection as an encroachment and an invasion and actually a disrespect to their individual needs. So I wanna ask you first, when it comes to our relationship, our, which role do you think, or which need do you think is more dominant for you? Please forgive that yawn. Um, I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was perfect for this. That was perfect. Okay, go ahead. That Um, is not a rejection. Everything's fine. (laughs) It was. It's eleven thirty, and the girl been going to bed early. So that is just. I would. I would say probably freedom exploration and. Um, I I, I think those I think those are I think the better word would be or the better explanation not that but one it would be afraid of obliteration you know mm. I don't Can know that freedom exploration that? and discovery I feel like afraid of obliteration is the perverse version of freedom exploration and discovery can you you explain that i don't know if i understand completely she's saying that humans have two fundamental needs Mm -hmm. right security stability safety freedom we all of us all of Mm -hmm. us want those things but she's saying in relationships what ends ends up happening is that somebody is afraid of abandonment and wants to come forward and then Mm -hmm. somebody is avoidant and afraid of obliteration or being um uh consumed or overwhelmed is like the and i would say rather than this idea of freedom exploration and discovery because i think we both i don't know that that's the the Mm -hmm. the the title or the characteristic that we should be identifying with i think it should be fear of abandonment and coming close stay close to me and the other Mm -hmm. person running away so i would say i would be the one that tends to run away does that make sense yeah okay i agree with that assessment (laughs) (laughs) i agree with that assessment um do you think that you are that way in your 
intimate relationships? Um, intimate meaning like um your romantic relationships. Yes and no. Um, but most, but most recently, most currently, um, I was the one moving forward, coming mm -hmm. towards the person. Now, would you say that your default way of being outside of me, outside of your intimate relationship, just like who you are, what would you say that is? Like um, your true tendency? Is to be more avoidant. Okay. I think for myself, I'm pretty consistent. I am afraid of abandonment always. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I, I, I don't know if I want the relationship truly. Like if I value the person, I come towards them. And, and I think I hope I've gotten better with coming towards them and not this codependent, clingy, mm -hmm. nervous energy way. Mm -hmm. But I know that that is when I'm not operating or seeing myself or honoring myself and, and just feeling grounded, that's, that is my default. So I think that my need for security, stability, and safety can outweigh my need for freedom, exploration, and discovery at times. Um, and so, like, an example that I thought of was and I, <clears throat> when we were on, I think it was, like, one of our last episodes, and we were like, oh, man, you were saying you want to go away. I was like, I want to go away. And then you were just, you kind of went, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't want to go away with anybody. And I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> but I took it. I took it. I did. But in my mind, I, in my mind afterwards, I remember thinking like, yo, that's fine. Cause there's definitely times when you don't want to go away with anybody. And that doesn't have anything to do with you. Now, old me would have freaked out and felt like you don't care about me or mm -hmm. I'm annoying mm -hmm. or there was some sort of rejection mm -hmm. of me in mm -hmm. our relationship mm -hmm. even though you did end up going away with somebody but that's fine kind of sort um, of <laughs> that sorted. actually made me feel happier um, so then Esther goes into this conversation around freedom in relationships because she said it kind of boils down to that and honoring that because you can have the security, the stability. This is another, a different video, by the way, a security, stability, and safety, but also have a freedom in your relationship. And there has to be this balance between what is the I and what is the we, mm. right? And so I want to play a clip. I want to play a clip. I want to play a clip and I'm going to play it. <sighs> All right answers that it inspires and so many varieties of interpretations to how people look at the word freedom. 
And it's because this word freedom has so many different meanings for each and every one of us. And you may wonder why I'm suddenly talking about freedom. But an aspect of freedom that has been a central part of my work all along is freedom in relationships. Freedom from the ties, from the bonds, from the loyalties, from intimacy, or within, more accurately. Within our ties, within our bonds, you know, what is the place of the I and what is the place of the we in relationships ties directly with the subject of freedom in relationships so then does, does that make sense yes and i love that little switch that she made is actually the freedom within not the freedom from it mm-hmm. so then she goes on to ask how do we define freedom and she lists a couple like it's it's How do you define freedom as freedom from, like, do you define freedom as freedom from something? Um, As freedom to something? As a sense of peace? As unrestrained, flowing without boundaries or limits? As a sense of intense focus, unencumbered by intrusion? Mm. As an unalienable right to something? Mm as an outcome of when you get something you're fighting for, Mm -hmm. as a manifestation of sovereignty and self-determination, as the right to own or live in your land, how do you define freedom? Because how you you define freedom is different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, that blew my mind. Because we're honored, we're trying to honor this freedom and we think we understand what, this terminology means but when you break it down like that freedom from something or freedom to something a sense of peace like and i think it's gonna vary what's so i, I want what'd you say what's your what's your girl freedom for me right now because of how i feel so constrained by my nine to, and it's gonna vary in different different um aspects of my life but how I feel so constrained in my nine to five is freedom from something Hmm. freedom when I have time and I'm sitting with myself and um and I'm not doing the things that I want to do because I feel like I might not do them as well as I should and I'm judging myself for it is freedom to something like you ever sing real loud and you don't care whether or not you sound good or not. Mm-hmm. That's like more permission, like do it girl or dance or whatever and, and not care. Mm-hmm. That's freedom in that sense. My last relationship that I was in, it's, it's definitely freedom. Um, freedom to something. It was like, let me be, let me be, please. Can mm, I be okay. who I am? Please. Okay. 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 okay can okay. I get that? Can you give what, me permission? What is freedom in our relationship for mm. you? I got to think as freedom from something, freedom to something as a sense of peace, as unrestrained flowing without boundaries or limits, as a sense of focus, unencumbered intrusion outcome. Uh, Freedom in our relationship is freedom from something. 
Hmm. It's freedom from, I think, the mental load of within our working relationship. I want to be very clear. Freedom from the mental load of like all of the moving parts and needing to track that. And like, and, and feeling like I got to manage that to make sure that we're on, on the path. That would be freedom in our working relationship. Freedom in our relationship, our friendship. I had feel like I have it. How, I feel a sense of peace. How much do you think we have, we are in practice of our friendship outside of work? If we had a pie. If we had a pie, I think it's imbalanced. I think at this point, <clears throat> our friendship is... I, what's interesting is I think that our work, when we're doing the podcast, when we're recording and do, making the actual content, specifically, is deepening our friendship. Is, I think... <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's deepening it. I think when we're doing the admin stuff, it's still deepening it in a way because we're navigating the business stuff and working on how we listen, how we deal with each other, how we resolve conflict, how we avoid conflict. Um, But I think I would worry if there were moments where if we took a break and we we didn't know how to relate to each other, I never feel that. Um, I never feel like when I'm with you and the and that I feel like every moment has to be about this work. That everything's content at all. Um, I think that I don't know. I'm curious to know what you think. I I think that a lot of our work is intertwined, but I I don't know if our friendship can be defined outside of this right now because it's so deeply connected to this. But if we didn't have this, there's not a doubt in my mind that we wouldn't have the friendship that we have. No, I think um, I think it is. I think the working to working together is really um it deepens our friendship but it also deepens our entanglement or our our um dynamics mm -hmm. whatever they may be you know it's not like they're separate or or <clears throat> Um, they don't bleed into each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't think we have enough practice in our friendship to even, yeah, to even know how that would be different, if it would be different. I mean, we have been doing this for 
13 years, dog. 13 years. Yes, it's since JoJo was a baby. It's been 13 years that this has that work at some capacity or this like and of course it has has its ebbs and flows and years where it wasn't, you know, focal or intense or nothing was happening, but it's it's always been like um a part of our soul work or whatever you want to call it. It's always been a part of our um of our dynamic, child. Yeah. That so we would have to go to Esther Perel. I feel like we if we were to go to therapy, we probably should it should be like work therapy. Oh yeah. It shouldn't be Oh yeah. That should be the first thing. I'm curious to know how you define freedom within our relationship. Can you see this list on here? Do you even need it? You don't you don't have to use it at all. Um I think it would be a mix of freedom from something and unrestrained flowing without boundaries or limits and unbridled mm. would be. Um, I, I can guess the unrestrained my, flowing without boundaries. <laughs> I can guess, I can guess why that is um, the project manager and type A. What about what is the freedom from? What is the freedom? What is the freedom? What What am I trying to ask? What do you need freedom from me? In what way? We. I, I'll give my example. I um. I just recently I was at your house. I got dressed or took a shower. I came out and Jolie was sleeping, and I was doing my hair. And you came in, turn on the lights. So annoying. I didn't turn on the lights. Yes, you turned up the lights jo- or turned down the lights. Jojo sleeping. Yeah. And just like did this thing that was your version of care. But it's annoying. Was your control over mm-hmm. what it wasn't really concern or care about my <laughs> thing mm-hmm. and then when you said does that get on your nerves i said yeah you got mad because i said it i got didn't get mad i swear to god i did get mad i saw myself and i you mentioned I it was, the, like, I, later in the day you're like it hurt I my feelings to, that you said that i got on your nerves I was, and i was I like i swear i wasn't being serious i swear i wasn't i in that moment i swear i saw myself and was like look at ruju look at your mother that is so annoying and I, that's why I said, am I getting on your nerves? Because I knew it. I knew it. And you were like, like, why am I coming in there telling you that JoJo's sleeping and you've raised her since she was fucking one? I think you know. And that's part of my nervous energy that Jolie isn't going to like coming to my house because it's not comfortable for her. <laughs> and I'm, and, and it, no, I'm dead ass. Like, you laugh, but it's like. It's not comfortable for her. You have to get ready. We always have to do around the way curl stuff. Now the light is on while she's trying to sleep because we have to do a photo shoot. She already wanted to go somewhere else. That's a part of my nervous energy. It doesn't excuse it. Oh, you're thinking about this whole other th- rabbit hole that is don't have nothing like- to do with you. Has to do with why do you think I went and got that perfume? Because I was like, what 
I don't want her to be bored. She's going to be bored here. She didn't, she didn't want to come. She wanted to go to a play yeah, it's not and now fl- she's here. It's not flowing. It's like, let's do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, and I feel it. Um, yeah. It just, it, that, that's, that would be, that would be the thing. That mm. would be the thing. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. I think when I do it, you can say like, um, you know, you're doing the thing right now. I think you, I, I would, that would be helpful for me, actually. I say, please don't do that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> please don't I hate do that. that. For, for some reason, <laughs> I hate that. But okay. <laughs> Why? Why I don't would? Know. Yeah, it, and it's <laughs> Which, also this thing if like I say something, it's like you bucking. It's like no, I'm just saying I don't like. No, that's I don't like this thing. I don't like that. Don't do that. That's not you bucking. No, I think um, I think maybe it's I don't. I don't know. Anyway, this is interesting. I think yeah, I'll sit with it. I hear you, and I'm and I'll and I recognize it. I'll sit with it. Do you recognize mine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, a lot of that, it that's where the work stuff bleeds, bleeds into, or and I don't know, or I'm not clear on how that. I don't think it's just the work translates stuff. to. Um, I don't think care it's not stability. Just a, well, freedom from something for 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 not just you but honestly kind of sometimes all the girls is that that role of taking on the responsibility and especially in our work stuff of like again the mental load of needing to double check everything and make sure everything is is running smoothly being on top of what the deadlines are being on top of just all the moving parts is a lot and it's not something when I talk about mental load, it's not something that you turn off. It's like your mental load as a mom is like your this stuff always going on in the background for you. And so when my mind is constantly going like that, that can show up in in other that shows up for me in like stress. It's 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 very stressful to feel that. And I and I I don't just feel that in our personal like working relationship. I feel that in our personal relationship as well. I feel that with a lot of the girls where it's like, and some of it's probably not mine to take on. And I, I can own that. Like, but I feel that in like, um, just managing the things, just navigating us getting together or, you know, making sure such and such has their pass to get in, or if they don't have it, they don't know where to park. Where should I do like just constantly being the person that is managing us um, feels like a lot, especially on top of business. Um, and so it's I don't I just want to be clear that it's not I don't think that if we weren't in business together, that that would necessarily disappear. It would alleviate things, obviously, but I don't think it would just go away. Yeah. Well, this is good. 
this is good. Um, but what about the security part? That's freedom. Does she have? Does she ask a question about? So the security part, I think. <clears throat> so the freedom in the relationship, right? I think that what you're hearing, and that's what I heard, and my interpretation of this is like allowing freedom in the relationship is not ignoring the security, the stability, and the safety. Because if you have this tight hold on the relationship, then you're insecure. Mm. You know, you don't really allow, you don't really feel safe. Mm -hmm. You don't really feel stable if mm -hmm. you're not allowing that space and finding the freedom within your role, within your commitment, within, within your relationship. And so if we're, if you're able to understand how folks are defining their freedom and what they need, and you can offer them that, then they show up differently. Like if, mm, if I were to ha have less maybe responsibility around the mental load and the navigation and the logistics and the this and that, I might ease the fuck up and feel more secure and stable of like, oh, I don't need to check on that. She got it. Mm -hmm. I don't need to check. Amanda's got it. She, mm -hmm. Amanda knows exactly where her ticket is. She, she's on it mm -hmm. where I'm now looser. If I were to maybe back up off of you and you feel a little bit less restricted or, you know, you, I don't want to, you can answer that for, I shouldn't be speaking for you. You, you can tell me how you could, you know, how that relates. I mean, your thing isn't security, stability, and safety. So I'm just answering for that. But you're saying freedom, exploration, and discovery. No, so I, me being I think tight. it makes me feel deeply, not deeply, but it may, definitely makes me feel insecure as yeah. well. So there's always this, you know, oh, I forgot this. I did. did I do this right? Am I, oh my God, I'm going to be late. She's, oh, I didn't leave yet. She's going to be upset if I didn't get there on time. Or, oh, you know, like at this point, I know you well enough to I know that like it'll it it's going to make you anxious or make you upset or make you um tired well, in a way and then I'm um insecure or you know then I it triggers it's never about you uh, again or how I try to manage or figure out or try to be aware of how I show up in the relationship is I can't, I'm not blaming you. You are the manifestation of my Achilles heel about things. Like the way that we're paired is, is poetic almost. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it gets on my nerves, but it's a constant, it's a constant um, practice. It's a constant practice because it's not your way of being. It's me changing something in myself or becoming more aware or being in practice of myself in being in relationship with, with you that if I'm really aware of it and I tend to it will inevitably, you know, I think you'll you'll feel it, you'll see it. But if I'm resisting it or if I'm like ignoring it, avoiding it, it just kind of goes into this, this circle, a spiral. Am I doing any better with that? Like today, 
Today we went to go record. You called me, said, I don't have my charger. I don't have my computer charger. And I think my face went into like panic. It was panic for me because it's like, when the fuck are we going to record? It's the first recording back. And I was like, okay, just here, maybe call this place, figure this out. Right. Then you text me. Oh, I found it. I'm coming back. And I'm, and I thought to myself, like, I, I know, I knew in that moment that you felt pressure. You felt like, fuck, here we go again. And I was like, just take a breath. Like I tried to offer you some sort of like soft landing pace, place or like comfort to be like, oh, it's not I the end of the fucking world. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to not be so tight. And, I absolutely and does that offer that. any freedom? It no, it 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 was it was I noticed it, but it didn't alleviate. It's not your work to do that. It's my own response and my own me being aware of the thoughts and the things and my rushing and the panic and the whatever story that comes up in my head. Um, in the same way that when I'm days, when I'm like, oh, Shanti's fucking up, you are being invited to not go into a panic about, oh, my God, the future. And then if these people don't, if we don't have the thing on time, then this, you know, you're going 50 steps ahead, and then I won't be able to get my final. You know what I mean? It's like it's not my work to tell you it's not the end of the world. It'll be OK. Like I can say I'm sorry that I did that. I know that stresses you out. but. I can't do the inner work of you calming yourself down in the same way that you can't do the inner work of me. Cause we trigger each other. I make you rev up and vice versa. Just polar opposites of reasons why. Um, But yeah, no, I definitely did. I did notice that. Um, But it was still on me to be like, (gasps) It'll be, you're not a failure. It'll be okay. You figure this. It's now if I get that fucking charger, I, I don't know. <laughs> We'd be here and being like, I mean, that th- that's the, and, and you know what's crazy? And that, that we're, we're going off, but this is fine. I think that's where the reality of capitalism comes into play and shit. And like, capitalism don't give a fuck that you giving yourself grace because you forgot your charger. Like we got deadlines, we got ads, we got shit we got to do. And how do we manage that? Cause we have almost no bandwidth. And that I think is where I go. And that is my work. And it's not, I don't ever want you to think that I'm going there because I'm just either trying to make you feel bad or trying to make you feel any type of way. I do need to take a beat sometimes. Um, and I am wired to be like, oh, fuck, these are all of the repercussions of this one thing. Um, and I'm I'm trying to, again, what'd you say to me? You said something, you said something to me today about, oh, I'm sorry, you were sorry, I forget, something, something wasn't posted or some shit. And I was like, oh, just letting you know, X, Y, Z. You were like, oh, yeah, I, I got to get into the, panic. back into the habit, of the panic of it. And I was like, oh, no, not the panic. I'm not inviting that into 2024. We talking about ease. We just going to have preparedness. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely trying to figure out how to navigate work where it's not so tight, but it's also effective. 
and we're not going to be perfect, but I do want us to be professional. I do want us to respect each other's time and bandwidth. And that's really has been such an important lesson for me. It has helped my relationship working with you, especially as someone I love and care about, has helped me exponentially at my job, my day job of like, okay, are you being solution oriented right now in this moment? Or are you just focused on what this person missed, what this person did wrong? And in the fact that you had a plan and if they would have followed it, it would have worked. That's your ego. Mm. In this moment, you need to pivot. And like, yeah, they need to take some accountability, understand things, whatever. But you fucking make mistakes too. So it's really helped me. And I've seen you when I, when I think there was a point where my Zoom recorder wasn't working or something was going on and we might not have been able to record and you were just calm and cool. And I remember, I'm, I'm nuts. I remember being anxious about how calm and cool you were because I was like, does she care? That was where my mind went. Does she care that like, we're not going to have this thing? And did it? instead of like, no, she's offering you grace and her being scared and nervous and anxious isn't going to help you in this moment. It ain't going to solve a damn thing. Mm-mm. So I'm, I'm learning. I really am. You have taught me a lot and, um, are we, are I'm we going still- to work to offer you that freedom. I really am. I'm going to work to offer you that more and more I mean um, but also yeah I, I I guess is it is it sustainable though if it's not rooted in you us managing our internal dialogue right like well, that's how I offer it to you is that I have to manage that. Mm. Yeah. That's the only way I yeah. think I can. That's I can't just, you just can't yeah. Like how it. do I, yeah. how do I do it otherwise as I have to be accountable for what's coming up for me? I don't think I can offer you if I don't. Right. I don't think you can offer me security if you don't show up mm-hmm. or do whatever it. the fuck. <sighs> I know <laughs> it's like, we can't do it. So that's why I I listened to this and I know that this isn't necessarily what she was talking about. Wasn't necessarily work relationships, but I love our relationship because it's so unique in the fact that it isn't, it is an intimate relationship founded in love and friendship. And it is also a business relationship. And most most people intimate relationship that I have. Same. (laughs) <laughs> like we are a couple <laughs> and we're we doing pretty couple. we're doing okay we're doing and well 13 years in wow we still marry we still marry girl <laughs> and growing yes. and growing <laughs> me, that's the name of the podcast we ain't on each other we ain't abusing it. each other that badly child we got tips <laughs> we, we do need abusing. therapy but it ain't toxic that's what the name is. We 13 years in and we still married. <gasps> this is a good sign for both of us. <laughs> it really is. 
Yeah. I mean, and and honestly, when people, somebody actually called and asked, how can you do an episode on how to be in business with a friend? Here it is, y'all. This is the type of annoying work that we're doing at 12.02 a.m. And this podcast been the end because we got to go to bed. But this is like, this is it. If you're invested, then you're invested. But this is the work that you got to do, whether you're in business or not. I think in relationships. How else does it make it work? I feel wildly successful right now. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. I really do. That's not how you sounded at the beginning of this podcast. So I did. Take that's what I'm saying. Sit back and think about it, girl. We ain't divorced each other yet. You know how many other friends. Went into business together, started podcast together, and they ain't friends no more. Well, the money ain't come yet. Then that's when it gets crazy. No, you put a million dollars in, you'd be like, girl, <laughs> no, girl, why? The money, why? Even even when we had some money that was stacked up a little bit, we came to a very reasonable um agreement on how to divvy that out. And it wasn't contentious. I don't know. I don't think we built Nigga, like we everybody else. We got through fucking. What's that shit called? Escape rooms. Called? <laughs> you keep Easily. going back to the escape No, that was room. serious. We didn't fight. We put we our minds together. We had time together. left. That's what I said. We had that time was left real, over. That was not happenstance. It wasn't. It really wasn't. <laughs> I, let me tell you, I've done many escape rooms with other people. We didn't get out of that bitch once. For real? <laughs> no. I'm not going to say, man, I've only done them with Angie and one, like, two actually work things. But Angie, I've done them, I think, twice with. And, like, great group of girls. But we we know each other. You like, you got this, you got this. Antoinette, this is math. You go over here. I'm like, Shanti, you go over there. Well, we just problem solved it, too. That's we did. It. We Teamwork. did it together. I think we all we did it together. I was wandering over here. You was running over here. I was like, I this drone go with this drone. <laughs> I said, come on, try it again. Wow. No, seriously. So go through it's an honor we, and privilege it, to work with it's you. A, we soul partners. That's what the psychic told me we got shit to do. That's what she keeps saying. <laughs> <laughs> she, she told me the same thing. She did? She did. She also told me, I don't see a relationship in your future in the next two years. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, yo, fuck you. You a hater. Like, who says that? For real? Why would she that say that That was two to years me? ago. No, it wasn't. It was only a year and a half. So I got six months. I'm ca- I she got- don't know Then I'm going to go back well. to her like, are you seeing anything now? Like, what's up? Oh, I got to pay her. Oh, my God. That's a shame. She did. Have you paid her? Le- she analog. She playing <laughs> the shit out of her. I paid her. <laughs> I got to <laughs> drop it off at her house, child. You know what I want for you, though? I just want you to get a damn book and write things down. I think that part of your thing is that you think you are so scattered and unorganized. You have a, so much mental load. Look up mental load if you don't oh, know no, what it the is. The shit that I have to do is is so it, much. That's It's just Post this thing. Do this. Do this payroll. Get Jolie here. Navigate your mom. Da-da-da-da. Navigate me. Around the way curls. You got to write it down, boo-boo. I would not make it if I did not write this shit That's why I'm lightweight and miracle. Don't count the kids out. <laughs> well, stop putting out. yourself through I this. I do write it down. 
I've mostly been writing my feelings down though. I gotta get. <laughs> I have to get through. Get this out. Anyway, God is good. Alhamdulillah. Onwards, upwards. Amen. Thirteen. Peace this is the, the longest gods, relationship. Girl. That's what I'm gonna say. Any nigga come in my life, I've been in a relationship for thirteen years, dog, doing <laughs> the h- hard work. Okay. Taxes. Oh God. And we gotta do them. Speaking soon. of which. <laughs> okay. Well, let's not take that on tonight. But you are loved. You are loved. Thank you for being a mirror. And a same girl. Ugh. Am I being annoying? So Libra. <laughs> Am I getting on your nerves? Do you not like me anymore? Are you mad at me? Are she, you mad at me? She said she mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yo, you ever seen the meme where it's like a Libra and a threesome? Are you guys mad at me? <laughs> let let him kiss her a little longer than me i'd be pissed like wait wait did i do something wrong am i not doing it good (laughs) terrible therapy can't wait to find her i'm gonna find me an old black woman and she gonna get me together that's that honestly that's that's who i need i need a tony morrison type yeah you know i don't need um who's like a sweet black lady older black lady i don't need that yeah, you need I a need bitch somebody that, to... that you with a little disdain <laughs> a, a little, little detachment a little bit but also that tells you something about me this this very militant discipline see i also i probably need a little bit more nourishment too it's tricky over here now i'm looking for a therapist that's gonna reiterate my you problem you might not need a black woman i've actually heard from a lot of people that some of their best therapists were not black women and not no diss to black women but like oh she anti-black y'all yeah. no but they just went like a completely different like Indian well i man. had a white woman and that anything was anything but a white person <laughs> <laughs> just not not a white not a white person or a black <sighs> woman anything in between maybe an asian non-binary asian non-binary yeah that shit might be lit <laughs> Shit, probably gonna slap. <laughs> she be like, they I don't like, know. I need like a Nikki Giovanni. Nikki, speaking G- of, oh. she has a new special on Netflix that I'm finna trying to watch now. Is it on Netflix? I think it is. Movie, her biography. Right? Yeah, I can't wait because I'm obsessed with her. Who else? I don't know. No sweet. Who was the sweet lady that passed away? And she was um. I don't know if she was that sweet in real life. She was on the Angels show. No. Tessa, that wh- what was her name? That white woman. That's not who I need. No, the black lady Tessa. <laughs> Tessa. She was on the Angels show. It was an Angel show. Something about angels. Angel show. Girl. Gift from an angel. Ah, if y'all made it this far into the episode, Tessa Angels. Mm. Black lady. This is what I'm typing into Google, and it came up. Della Reese. <laughs> I love myself. What was in touched by an angel? She was sweet on there, but I don't know if she was sweet in real life. Cause she was a um comedian, right? Was Pretty she? Tricky. Am I making this up? Yeah, she was not giving comedian vibes. <laughs> she wasn't a comedian ever. I don't think so. Or she did? Yes, she was. Oh, oh touched by an angel. 
<laughs> Wait, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> you know she what I'm talking about. She was the angel. She always used to pop up as the goddamn angel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Tessa. Oh. Not Tessa. De- not What's you. her name? That's her. No, Della. Della. Della Reese. Put some respect on this. Call that lady Tessa. What was the movie? First she of all, was Kelly in? Harlem Nights. She was fucking fucking Harlem Nights. Ate everybody. Uh, a comedian. Kelly said, "Why she even work?" See First of all, this episode is over. Let's get off of here. Let's end Beyonce the episode for Monty. Beyonce over there crazy, stay. bro. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we Beyonce, know Beyonce Slater. Beyonce, hi right there. You, she look <laughs> fucked up. All right, y'all. Have a good night. We're going to stop recording funny. the audio. Patreon only. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out. Early. <laughs> Very good.